Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. As always, a lot to get to today, and we'll have some laughs. There's no doubt about it, but the first topic of the day is certainly not a laughing matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody just feels rage yeah. talking about this issue. Well, uh, Another terrible situation in Memphis where police say 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly went on a murder spree. Going around, he was shooting people, uh, posting videos on Facebook. He murdered four people, hurt three more uh He's been arrested. That's the good news. There was a, a big manhunt last night to try to find this guy. And here's yet another guy who was let out of prison early. He served 11 months of a three-year sentence for aggravated assault. Now, initially, in that case, he had been facing attempted murder charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wound up pleading down to the assault charge. Then this follows, of course, you know, a string of violence in Memphis, high-profile kidnapping. Actually, that's been a big story in Memphis for a while now, just kidnappings in general. I mean, the, the violence is out of control. Yes, it is. And this guy should have been in jail. He should have been. Um, well, somebody needs to be held accountable for this. The people responsible for letting him out. There has to be some sort of accountability yeah. here. There should be in My a perfect gosh, world. Yes. But it happens all over the place. We see it in city after city after city. People that should be locked up in jail committing violent crimes and sometimes killing people. And, you know, there's a lot of different questions with this. And I don't want the, the first thing to, like, blame law enforcement. That's not it. But a question goes through your mind. It seemed like it took so long to get this guy. He's posting his crimes live on Facebook Live. So one not being one that's ever served on a police force, just watching, you're thinking it. he's he's posting it live. You know where he is. Why is it taking so long to get this guy? Because he's committing more murders as time goes on. Well, the big narrative to me, or I guess the, 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 story within the story is also a question about we've heard so much about red flag laws yeah you look at this guy's postings on social media it, uh, you're talking about a guy who has had multiple run-ins with law enforcement posting multiple photos of himself with guns with money with cash strewn about yes talking about killing people correct so where's the red flag law well it- it's different with this situation, apparently. <laughs> What's going yeah, on? Fun of Joe Biden's dementia, he kicked off for a month. Right. Unbelievable. And you have a piece of audio here, yeah. David. Well, while the manhunt was going on, a local TV reporter actually broke down live on the air. This is Joyce Peterson with NBC affiliate WMC. Okay. How dare? No, that's. Greta Thunberg. That story's coming up. <laughs> this is not a joke. This is an extremely dangerous situation, and I know. <sighs> Memphis is tired right now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm with you all. Memphis is tired right now. 
the Eliza Fletcher kidnapping and abduction and murder, the other crimes we've had this year leading up to this, it's difficult right now. Bear with me. It's a very nerve-wracking night. It has been a very difficult week for those who know the Fletcher family, for those who know the family of that minister who was shot and killed in her driveway during a carjacking, who know the community advocate from Whitehaven who was shot and killed. It has been difficult in Memphis. So they're going to find this guy until they do stay inside. Yeah. Golly. That's raw and real right there. Yep. And again, that's one topic where, at least in my opinion, reasonable people on both sides agree. Well, you got to protect people. This guy should have been in jail. And the reason you see crime at the level we're seeing it is because a lot of the criminals know, well, what's going to happen? I'm going to get let right back out. There's no deterrent. It's insanity. And, I mean, we can get deep in the weeds, and some people will think, well, it's tinfoil hatty. It's all by design to create chaos within the country. That's why a lot of these DAs get put in place to create this sort of situation. But people need to take back their cities and kick these people out of office that make these rules. Well, these idiot Republicans, this should be the campaign issue. Crime. In a lot of places, yes. Everywhere. Make this your issue. The, the people that put these people in power and agree with this form of sentencing need to go. People are in, are terrorized living in a city. Well, and really on the national stage. Yeah. You guys look at news every day. Maybe I'm missing it. Is this up in the forefront of news across the country? No. Nationally? No. No. I, if it is, it winds up being in the news cycle for about a day, and then they move day. on to talk about how MAGA Republicans are the greatest threat to American democracy. Yeah, and what the boxes in Mar-a-Lago say. Yeah, and and meanwhile, to me, and I, I mean this in all seriousness, not, not a jest at all, but if you live in a major city right now, seriously, buy a gun and learn how to use it. You and, need to protect yourself you know, and, and your family. And whatever paperwork you have to do, if you need a concealed carry permit, whatever, go do that and learn how to use your firearm because nobody's coming to help you. And and this is out of control all over the country. Oh, and they know, obviously, the guy streamed it. Yeah. You know, you don't need some sort of, well, the investigation's underway. No, you know exactly who did it. Yeah. And within a week, public square should be taken care of. One man's opinion. You got to send a message. Yeah. You can't do this anymore. Switching gears, and I'm sorry about all of a sudden the wrong clip came out with Greta Thunberg, which was. How dare you! You have stolen my dreams. You remember, she's all about the environment. She's not happy right now. Wow. You know why? She's because never happy. She you're... woke up. She's not happy. <laughs> a miserable person. <laughs> Europeans have resorted to burning wood because of a desperate search for energy. I don't know if you saw that story or not. It's Mm -hmm. been making the rounds. Daily Wire had it. Energy prices in Europe have increased more than tenfold throughout this year. And a a part of that is because Vladimir Putin is putting the screws to people, which was predicted. Yeah. Because they are dependent on Russian energy. So you have people, and we talked about it last week, whether it's Poland, Estonia, Romania, Hungary, 
reducing their timber into wood pellets and then exporting them to Italy, Germany, Austria, other Western European nations so they can, well, heat their homes. Not freeze to death. Yeah. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Greta's not happy about that because you know burning wood that's not good for the environment. Yeah, I don't remember. I guess she'd rather you freeze to death. Yeah, but that is going on, and just know this is going to be happening all over the world. I don't see much national news on that either. No, isn't it kind of remarkable though that this uh, Swedish high school dropout is going to be ultimately the one who accelerated the decline of Western Europe and maybe even the United States? Yeah, it's really something, well, isn't it? Also, for all the people who were panicked about, you know, Trump and Russia, who were saying that there were connections there, look who right. finances the groups that support her. It's China and Russia because of they course. know that we're idiots who will listen to her and kneecap our own energy production. Well, of course we didn't. Well, but no, our but, national media yeah. and the world media, right. they put her on a pedestal. Right. And And if you were to criticize her, how Dare yeah. you make fun of this young girl with autism? Yeah. You're yeah. a monster for making fun of her for that. Mm-hmm. No one made fun of her because of any autism. It was because of the over dramatic response to what's going on, and you knew that she was getting fed a bunch of BS from people that absolutely had an angle. She was a prop. Yes. She was the conduit. She was being yes. used. Mm hmm. And it's, well, still happening. Um, Switching to CBS Mornings. You have a clip, David. What's this actually about? Dude, okay. So they did this big segment this morning about how old lawmakers are in D.C. It's the oldest Senate ever. We've got the oldest Speaker of the House ever. We're having the oldest president. It's fascinating to watch this happen because we've been talking about this for years. Yes, we have. And they have a new poll showing that 73% of Americans want age caps on elected officials, which I, okay. I, I don't necessarily think is a bad idea. Uh, they went through, you know, Senator Dianne Feinstein's problems because she's got dementia and she's like 110 years old. Yep. Um, uh, she, of course, the story has to go after Trump for walking down a ramp weirdly one time. Well, that's <laughs> obviously a sign of decline. Okay. <laughs> then, yeah. remarkably to me at least, they actually pointed out that Joe Biden's pretty old. All right. Finally, here we go. President Biden has faced some of the same criticism from his political opponents. What? All men and women created by the... Go, you know the, you know the thing. Hold, These dude, are smokes, hold on. That's dude, clip. Yeah, the, I didn't insert that. They actually played that. The CBS Morning's audience, it's, there's a good chance they've never seen that clip. Of oh, Joe yeah, Biden, you're right. First time doing yep. that. Wow. All right, go on. These are signs of senility, <laughs> which is a common good. thing in elderly people. And even among Democrats, a recent poll shows that age is the top concern among those looking for a different candidate in 2024. Yes, they got their marching orders. Yep, they're they're pushing Biden out. Yeah, the only reason that guy's president is because the media and big tech helped make him president and now it's okay yeah we're going to show that the guy's senile yes yeah remember a couple months ago we're like he's done yeah the knives are out and here we go they're going to try to you know fluff him a little bit saying hey you got these legislative victories and whatever thanks Mm -hmm. here's your gold watch bye joe that's right 
and then Gavin Newsom's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's my prediction. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. Oh, have that's mercy. who they're going to get behind. I don't disagree at all. Oh, yeah. God. And there's a second clip. Oh, yeah. The interesting thing about the poll in question is that older Americans were more likely to say we should set age caps on lawmakers. Yeah. Uh, and it's because, well, they're living it and they know, well, I don't want to be president. I couldn't be president right now at the age of 80 or whatever. Now, the reporter went down to this big, you know, the big senior living area, the villages in Florida. Yes. Uh and the reporter asked people who live there about the age of representatives and presidents and lawmakers. Okay. Do you think our politicians are too old? Absolutely. You do? There is an age, I think, when, when a person doesn't have the capabilities of, of conducting the kind of things you have in office. I feel the same way. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm almost 80 now. I think somebody 80 doesn't belong as a leader. 70, 75, tops, get out. Out of politics. Yes. Yes. If you, at least for me, when I'm talking to my own relatives, they say the same thing. Oh, yeah. I think yours do too. Yes. 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 Wow. So actually, they're starting to at least tell a little bit of truth, but it's all because it's an agenda. And it's to bring Newsom right in. Oh, my gosh. They know they can't win with Kamala. You know that. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, You know what we need to do right now as a nation? Give more money to Ukraine. Yeah, that's what we did. I thought about that this morning. That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I'm guessing just like you and your friends, when different news stories come out, there are certain things that you know will trip a certain friend of yours that's driving nuts. Yes. And when I see we just gave another $2 billion to Ukraine, I'm like, yep, David's going to love that. Yeah. Yeah. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken made an unscheduled visit to Kiev uh, and announced that, yeah, we're, we're by the way, the president's going to send you another $2 billion. Now, some okay. of that apparently may go to other European nations, although he wasn't clear on that. So, so far, just from the White House. We're talking $15 billion. That doesn't count what has been allocated through other funding sources, whether that's the Pentagon independently, whether that's Congress. Okay. No more. So, Stop so this. instead of securing our border, maybe some billions there, or the inflow of fentanyl and the rainbow fentanyl, yeah. just killing people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ukraine, that's where we got to be. Yeah. Okay. Nothing to do with Hunter Biden, any dealings, nothing like that. Yeah. This is a fight for democracy. Yeah, every time I see the, the headline, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, made an unscheduled visit to Ukraine to announce a new relief package. I just think, no, he's there to check on Joe's investments. More than likely. That's what he's there for. Come on. And you know, the, the thing is, on the story that I read, that President Zelensky wasn't even there. You're not even there going there to accept the money anymore. But he rang the opening bell. The big check Blinken's giving him, the Jerry Lewis check in there. Yeah. Now, at this point, he's like a spoiled child, isn't he? He was probably doing a big fashion layout. Well, he he did ring the opening bell on the New York Stock Exchange. I saw that. Yeah. Very nice. So, again, because we're so concerned about going green, we couldn't have saved a flight or two. Said, well, he's going to be here. Just give him the check right. here. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. Got to fly there. It's you know, nice I was, photo op. My son is turning one next week. 
And yeah. weirdly enough, I got word that Zelensky was appearing at the birthday party. That's yeah. awesome. He'll, he'll come yeah. with balloons, make little animals for the kids. He'll suck helium in. By the way, before we move on, have you guys ever seen... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Blinken with his, with his band? Uh, yes, yeah. yes, I have. You've seen the clips, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. It's just as bad as you think it would be and lame. Mm-hmm. It's like when Joe Scarborough from Morning Joe plays his music. Just freaking bad. Remember that one of, one of Trump's lawyers, and I forget what his name, uh, Jay Sekulow. Yes. He has a band, mm -hmm. and some lefties like published video of them performing and said, oh, this band really sucks. And a bunch of people piled on. That band was actually really good. They had one of the singers from Kansas. They right. were doing, remember they did a, a foreplay long time, I think, yeah. from Boston. And they mm -hmm. did it. Did an excellent job at that, actually. It, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Okay, did you see this? Blinking live. <laughs> a little, a little dust up with Mark Cuban and Pocahontas. I did see this. It was good. <sighs> so funny, man. So, Cuban had said because he's what's his fortune like between four and five billion dollars, and. Elizabeth Warren is always saying, you know, billionaires got to pay more. Billionaires, Mark Cubans of the world. And he had said, I don't mind being taxed more. I wrote a blog 20 years ago saying it's the most patriotic thing you can do after military service is pay your taxes because that is what allows everybody to live and to prospect. But, yeah, the idea of soak the rich billionaire tears that fill that cup from Elizabeth Warren Screw you. You're everything that's wrong with politics. <laughs> He's right. He just said it. Good for him. Mm -hmm. eh, it's easy for him to say pay more taxes, too, because even if you pay 50%, $7 billion still got you know $4.5 billion left or $3.5 billion left. Yes. So it's not such a big deal. If you make $30,000, you I understand. 12000 left. But that's usually people in that club, yeah. they're not going to bite back at Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. That's why I like to see something like that. Okay, a lot of stuff to get to, including the Inspector General saying that the Department of Homeland Security allowed unvetted dangerous Afghans to reach the United States. You don't say. That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, Dave Van Camp, the Millennial. And the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David okay. Van Camp. So, so <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Let me compose myself here. I can't wait. So we got this uh, crisis at the border, right? We all know about it. Yes. And the governor of Texas has been putting some of these illegal immigrants on charter buses and sending them to Washington, D.C. and New York and now Chicago. Yep. Well, city leaders in Washington, D.C. held a press conference. Uh, whining about this, saying, oh, we need more federal resources, yada, yada, yada. Dude, what they have, what they're dealing with is a drop in the bucket compared to towns that are a tenth, if not less, the size of Washington, D.C. or New York or Chicago. No question about it. Mm -hmm. So and the thing is, these idiots are, are so, they lack self-awareness when they talk about this issue. It's so incredible. So I just saw this courtesy of uh, Town Hall's Julio Rosas. This is Brian Nadeau, a council member of the D.C. City Council, Ward okay. 1, talking about this. And I, I don't even want to preview it any more than that because this is one of the least self-aware things I've ever heard. 
There we go. So it's been said, but it's worth reiterating that the governors of Texas and Arizona have created this crisis and the federal government has not stepped up to assist the district of Columbia. So we, um, along with our regional partners, will do what we've always done. We'll rise to the occasion. We've learned from border towns like El Paso and Brownsville. Um, and in many ways, the governors of Texas and Arizona have turned us into a border town. <laughs> but I, what? But there, what but, you say? You well, mean that was the point, huh? Well, well what, what's the problem then? I, I mean, if you're, you're, you guys, y'all are the hot shots, right? Y'all are the ones who are saying, oh, these racist, xenophobic people in Texas just apparently want to tear down the Statue of Liberty by telling people to go back where they came from. When they show up at our doorstep, bring the masses. That's what you've always said. You should. You shouldn't be whining about it. You shouldn't no. be saying well, they turned us into a border town. No, they granted you the opportunity yeah. that you've always said you wanted. You advocate and, for it. And wait a minute. She she says the federal government hasn't stepped up. Well, I thought the border was secure. <laughs> Hold on a second. I can. Ha I give you proof. This is all the proof the left needs. Um, the border. The border is secure there you go mayorkas right there he, he said, said it. it what else do you need i think if you want to hear the rest of that the only work was to make it even more secure i don't know why you need to make it more secure when it's secure yeah. but uh, yeah. doubling down the border um, we are working to make the border more secure okay mm -hmm. more secure got it you know, like when you're pregnant, you, you want to make sure you want to get more pregnant, pregnant. even more pregnant, yeah, right? Right. Like right. the border secure, you even more secure. Oh, of course. Okay, sure, yeah. All right, whatever that means. Wow, that's something. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. They're turning us into a border town. town. <laughs> They're not stepping up to help the feds. It is something, man, as people have been yelling about this forever. But I suppose, again, man, I always have to go back in my head. If you are someone that only gets your news from legacy media, this is, it probably makes sense what that dope just said. Yeah. Hey, they're, they're, they're turning them into a border town. That's not fair. Well, there's people in the border towns. Well, you, you shouldn't know. live next to Mexico if you didn't want migrants showing up. Wow. Yeah, there are supposed to be rules. By the way, speaking of Mayorkas and the Department of Homeland Security, did you see the Inspector General's report about how we've allowed unvetted and dangerous Afghans into the United States? Mm -hmm. That's another one that just sort of flies by legacy media. Yeah, Largest airlift in history. Uh, it was, yes. Um, and the Department's Inspector General said in a devastating audit warned that some people who posed a risk to national security were indeed let into the country. And then it goes on from there. And you're thinking to yourself, in a real-world situation, people would get fired for this. Yeah. But in this administration, whether it's Mayorkas or, oh, that idiot Secretary of State Blinken, no one ever loses their job. No. Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense? No, nothing. It's really something, man. Well, apparently that's the one supply chain issue that they have actually figured out, bringing terrorists into the country. Yeah, yeah, good point. Can't get baby yes. food, but, you know, we'll bring you terrorists.
Well, I think, you know, with all the concerns at the time, because there were people saying, hey, man, we don't know all these people. And I understand these poor women and children that have to just leave fearing for their lives right now. And you want to do everything you can for those people. But whenever you'd see a plane full of people, you're like, that's a lot of dudes, man. Yeah. We don't know who those dudes are. That could pose some sort of risk. There's got to be some vetting done. Xenophobic is what you end up hearing. Yeah. Well, maybe like around the holidays when you bring a can of food into the movie theater, you get like half off for free admission. Maybe if you bring baby formula into the country, we'll just let you waltz in. But maybe. You yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You got to bring two packets of baby formula with you and you can come in. Well, I do know at the time. Uh, Tony Blinken, Secretary of State, I don't know if he was that worried about, you know, possible terrorists coming into the country, but he was concerned about the LGBTQ uh, Q plus community in Afghanistan, if you remember that. Well, thank you for very, uh, rightly putting the spotlight on concerns about the LGBTQI plus community uh, in Afghanistan and the particular threat that they uh, may find themselves under. Uh, this is something that we are focused on. Hey, there's like one trans person in the entire country but they're Afghanistan. On yeah. Yes. You got a virtue signal all the time when you're one of these people, you yeah. see. How, how, how many people in Afghanistan are non-binary? I don't know. They don't last long. Because, see, see, you know, the whole non-binary thing, the trans stuff, that stuff really takes off when your country is going well, when you're not worried about where your next meal is coming from. Yeah. Uh, David, you mentioned it earlier. Um, at least our headlines are saying doctors are concerned about Queen Elizabeth's health. Yeah. But you said the BBC, they went They're, like full coverage. Yeah, the, the, the Queen of England's probably going to die today if she's not already dead. Um, and wow. so all the family members have, have arrived in Scotland. Uh, Meghan Markle did not make the trip. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, seriously. Just didn't. You know, and in fairness, uh, that's probably for the best. Well, it's not about her, so... Well, yeah, that, that too, that's a, but... That's problematic. I, you know, if you have that kind of tension that she created within the family, I understand. You know, you got grandma on her deathbed. Yeah. Yeah, you got other family members. Yeah. They would be saying, what are you doing here? Yeah. By the way, speaking of Meghan Markle, um, I don't know if you knew this. She's, she wants her privacy, yet she does a podcast, yeah. and she's putting herself out there a lot. Um, and... You know, she was an ugly duckling and a loner in school. She said that in the, the latest podcast. Um, she was talking with, oh, who was it? Mindy Kaling from The Office mm -hmm. on Spotify. They're talking. You know, I'm glad I didn't hear any of this. It was just reading what she had said, saying, oh, I wasn't the pretty one. Oh, gosh, no. I was the ugly duckling. You know, I had massive frizzy curly hair and a huge gap in my teeth i was the smart one forever and ever and ever and ever and then i sort of grew up she was the homecoming queen that's what i thought people that read this they're like she's been a liar since high school she's always been like this she's a fake she's a phony just part of it but she wants to change the narrative see she was one of the unlucky ones she was in some ways a victim, made fun of. Oh, I know. Poor thing. Oh, my gosh. On and on and on. Uh, Jill Biden had a moment with Joe. Yeah. She kind of called him out. Yeah. Did yeah. you hear about this? No. Every, every, everybody knows some insufferable cow like Dr. Jill, okay? 
who just can't let anything slide. <laughs> Something happens, and she's offended, and she has to make this deal out of it. So Barack and Michelle Obama, they're at the White House yesterday to unveil their, I guess, like a second round of official portraits. I, I don't know what the hell that was. but No, uh, I can explain it to you because if you saw, all the coverage was the same. Usually it happens with the incoming president, but Trump yeah. never had the Obamas for their portrait unveiling. Yeah, they did say that. Yeah. yeah. That was part In of the every story. report. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, there was a moment where Dr. First Lady Jill Biden, a horrible human being, uh, got up to speak and everyone stood, but apparently Joe didn't or something because, well, he's senile and he... Not right away. Somebody nudged him and he did. Right. And, yeah. she, and of course, because she's an insufferable cow who can't let anything go, she called him out for it. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Joe, honestly, everybody stood but Joe. <laughs> <laughs> And then Joe stands, and then everybody applauds for him. Okay. I'll go ahead and play the part of David for a second, mm-hmm. okay? Just to try to get that level of rage for her. So let me get this straight. You put your husband out there for your own benefit. You knew he was senile when he ran. Anybody worth respect as a spouse would have kept him from doing it. But you shoved him out there. Riding this guy's coattails, him embarrassing himself every single day, okay? The spotlight's already on all the gaffes that happen all the time. One that could have slid by, you had to call attention to it. Holy smokes. Everybody stood with Joe. (laughs) That laugh, it's not really a laugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. It's just funny. It's hard sometimes because I don't want to feel sorry for Joe, but then I do. No, I don't. Like, golly. No. You know, I was telling David earlier that when I first saw the clip, I was having this battle in my mind. Part of it saying, you know, it's no big deal. It's not that big a deal. And another part of my mind going, it says everything, doesn't it? With her, it really does. (laughs) Oh, stop. (laughs) And the thing is, I I get it. it. Thing is, everybody knows somebody or is related to somebody that whenever all the whole family gets together or whatever, any little perceived slight is is called out, has to be, by this one person. Mm-hmm. And then this one person also feels slighted because they didn't get invited to the July 4th barbecue or whatever. And it's like, because we all hate being around you. <laughs> doesn't have to be a woman, you know, man, woman, whatever. Yes. But it's like, you know, you got the it's core true. group of the family that, that meets together, and then you've got the rest of the family that, you know, and everybody has that one person in their family that they just, they love them because they have to. Right. But it is work being around yes. them. Now I feel bad because Scott's that person in his family. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm joking. Here you that go, was an Carl. absolute joke. <laughs> and I meant it as a joke, and you know it. That really hurts, James. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You know, <laughs> know it doesn't. No. Because we all talk about the different people that are oh, in the yeah. family. Oh, yes. yeah. I'm going to have to call you Jill Markley from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, i got to ask you, are you going to go to the uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer uh, reunited tour? Well, they're dead. Too. Well, Greg Lake's dead. Keith Emerson's dead. Yeah. How is this happening? Some guy's name Emerson and Lake just took up the mantle? 
Well, Carl Palmer uh, is reuniting Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. He is. Well, is this one of those Elvis tour things? Are you talking about like a hologram? Yeah. No. Uh, actually, Carl Palmer said it's actual footage of Keith and Greg. Oh, no. Okay, he says he doesn't consider holograms to be an honest approach. Well, yeah, showing them on the big screen is, though. <laughs> yes. Golly. And he can play along. Yeah, are you serious? The tour in November will be launched called Welcome Back, My Friends, The Return of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Oh, my gosh. Now, just so you know, the tour does have the full approval of the Emerson and Lake Estates. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They're getting money Give for us the They're money. getting paid. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> the catalog's not exactly booming right now. Who is paying to see that? I'm not, and I was uh, somewhat of a fan. I know. I wasn't a huge fan, but I was a fan. I know. That's that's just wild to me. Remember yet, when they remember when Palmer left and they hired Cozy Powell so they didn't have to change the logo? Yeah, it was Emerson Lake <laughs> and Powell. Powell. Yeah, yes, right. Who's a good drummer? We know it said Cozy Powell's a great drummer. He is too. a good drummer. Yeah. Yes, no doubt about if it. His name was Rogers. He wouldn't get the gig. <laughs> Did Trump try to pay a lawyer with a horse? I love the headline. We have to do that story. That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I'm glad this person's charged in connection with a fentanyl overdose. Should be. Hope they go to prison for a long time. Dwayne Robert Hill, 38, of Gresham, Oregon, was arrested after the cops searched his home. Um, And this, he has an apparent connection to the death of a 17-year-old in Portland. Uh, The teenager died in June, and he had been sold. I guess it was OxyContin that was laced with fentanyl. Dude had a bunch of pills at his house, according to the cops. And so, yeah, he's facing federal charges. It's so sad, man. Happened mm. around the country. Holy Gosh, smokes. dang. Oh, we don't have a ton of time here. I mentioned Trump. Did he try to pay a lawyer with a horse? Is there any truth to this headline, to this story? It's I, very curious. Honestly, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, so a New York Times reporter, David Enrich, uh, has a new book out, and The Guardian got its hands on an advanced copy. They say that Trump offered a lawyer who he owned uh, $2 million to, the deed to Stallion, uh, the unidentified lawyer from a law firm that worked for Trump in the 1990s, visited the president at, ta- at Trump Tower because Trump hadn't paid him for the services rendered. And so he says, hey, here's a, here's a horse. It's worth $5 million. I'll give it to you. And the quote is, this isn't the 1800s. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the quote was, uh, this isn't the 1800s. You can't pay me with a horse. Sounds well, like you, you missed out you can if you want the horse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are buddies that might owe you know somebody else for services. You did a favor. <laughs> hey, I got this old golf driver. Do you want it? Yeah, but I need a new driver. There you go. In this case, well, it's a, you know, it's a horse. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, apparently he rummaged around in a filing cabinet and whipped out the deed to the horse and said, here, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's the story we all needed today. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. Hey, Wilbur, get a load of this story. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on. Terrible time for the city of Memphis. Yeah. What happened yesterday? What's happened the entire week? Mm-hmm. And yesterday, this guy live streaming his own shooting spree. Yeah. Uh, murdered at least four people. Three others were shot. And he's posting videos of it on Facebook. This 19-year-old dude named Ezekiel Kelly going on this murder spree. Uh, not exactly one of those guys that you would say, wow, no one saw this one coming. I mean, the guy posted about violent acts. He posted about guns, his cash, him trying to be a gangster, all that stuff. Well, and his priors. Yeah, and, and prior convictions. He served 11 months of a three-year sentence on an assault charge that had been pled down from a, what, attempted first-degree murder. Yes. Got out, uh, what, six months ago or so? Correct. And then started killing people. It's unreal, man. You look at the timeline, like between 4 and 9 o'clock in the evening. You know, 4.38, suspect fired multiple gunshots into a vehicle he pulled up next to, killing the driver. 4.40, law enforcement said he shot a female victim in the leg. She was transported to a hospital with non-critical injuries. 5.59 p.m., say he went on Facebook Live and recorded himself walking into a business and shooting a male inside the store. Victim in critical condition, according to Memphis police. And, I mean, the recording is out there online, which is crazy to me because this has been going on, you know, since early in the afternoon. It's now like 6 o'clock in the evening. This is on Facebook Live, and I'm sure there's got to be some explanation, but you would think that right after that they would catch this guy. But then it goes on. Yeah. 6, 12 p.m. They were notified, police were notified on the Facebook Live and then began their manhunt. Okay. There there was no one that saw anything at 4.38 no. earlier in the afternoon. And then the spree continues at 7 o'clock. Another woman was shot and carjacked. At 7.24, a male victim shot and left with non-critical injuries. 8.55, allegedly this dude shot and killed a female victim. Moments later, he allegedly carjacked the victim at gunpoint. And then at Three minutes later, suspect's final carjacking, spotted by police, and then apprehended at 920. It's so frustrating seeing the timeline of that. You can only imagine if you're family of one of the victims. Yeah. I mean, on a number of different levels. Like, it took this long. And why was this guy even out on the street to begin with? People in this country have had enough of this. Yeah. And have had for a while. Do you happen to read Jason Whitlock's column today? I didn't see it. What do you say? He said, if you want to understand what's the matter with Memphis, watch the Jay Fizzle interview on YouTube. This guy's a 28-year-old deadbeat with more than 20 kids. He recently sat down for an interview with at least 15 of his baby mamas. This guy's going to get a TV show about his kids and their moms. Baby mama culture produces 19-year-olds who live stream their killing sprees. The destruction of family destroys all morals, norms, and order. Culture kills, not color. 
Wow. Jason Whitlock's been very outspoken. Wow, man. Yeah, pretty powerful stuff. And he says he gets hate mail all the time. I'm, he has for a long time. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. Bringing a different part of the conversation to the table. Yeah, well, that's it should be included in the conversation. Absolutely, I mean, but the left doesn't included. want it. No. Legacy media won't it's do it. It's weird how they pretend it doesn't exist. I, it's bizarre to me. No, because they're absolute race hustlers. It's just terrible, though. It is. I agree. Um, switching gears. I couldn't believe this. And, David, i got to admit, I thought of you when I saw the story. Talking about Joe Biden's new green energy advisor. And it says, has ties to Chinese Communist Party front group. I'm like, oh, who is this? What? This is John Podesta. What? Well, yeah. That swamp creature's been around forever. Remember, he's the guy, you know, Russia colluded with Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he was Hillary's campaign advisor. He worked with Clinton and Obama, and on it goes. As a matter of fact, when Obama showed up at the White House yesterday for the portrait unveiling, I just happened to see a clip. Oh, he comes over to Podesta, gives him a big hug. Mm-hmm. And he's the new green energy advisor. Yep. How many <clears throat> layers of bureaucratic nonsense oh, my do gosh. we have? I mean, is his office oh. next to the monkeypox czar? Yeah. yeah, we got we our our monkeypox czar is a is a dude who's into like leather kink. Yeah, yeah another guy who's in charge of like nuclear waste stuff. Who's also, uh, I guess he's like non-binary or trans or whatever. He's also into leather kink. I mean, you got you got with the Green with this White House advisor. It's crazy the layers of nonsense. Well, that, that's the hallmark of of any. Uh, major world superpower in decline is an expansive bureaucratic state that gets more and more bloated, more and more power, and then eventually it crumbles. Well, these people get rich. Yeah, people oh, like sure. Podesta. Yeah, oh, yeah. like Podesta. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got to get these people out of office. Oh, my gosh. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, you guys brought that up. So he's the new green energy guy, and yeah. I'm sure looking out for the best... Oh. For Americans and hard-working families. Uh-huh. That was Granholm's <laughs> job. No, this is different. This is the Green Energy Advisor. Right. Okay. So he's just advising. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the person in charge of the monkeypox response, all the photos started coming out online of this dude and yeah. leather, shirtless, crazy. Dude, everybody in this White House is either a complete, just prep school, spoiled brat idiot... Uh, or a freak show, or someone who's on the take. That's it. It's it's corruption, freak show, and idiot. That's it. Well said. Yes. Okay. Glad we got that out of the way. Branches of the government. (laughs) (laughs) Those are are the the new three branches of government here. He thought it was was the legislative branch, the judiciary, and the executive, right? No, no, no. It's the freak show, idiot. And grifter. <laughs> Got it. But thank goodness we have an honest media to hold the powerful yes. accountable. Uh, speaking of which, Gail King, you have a clip of her, David. What yeah. is this about? This is, again, kind of remarkable. CBS Mornings did this big segment on how old lawmakers in D.C. are, and they included the president saying, oh, yeah, and they included a, a clip of the president giving up mid-sentence. To drive home that point that, yeah, he's pretty old and he, he's lost more than right. one step. Yes. Um, yeah, his pedometer's going backwards. Uh, 
they also had this new poll that said 73% of Americans want age caps on elected officials. You know, it gets a little dicier when you're talking what age, but most people agree, yeah, you should probably, you know, get your gold watch and go. Now, I thought this was funny because after the piece ran, you know, they're doing the roundtable discussion, they're palling around, all that stuff. After the piece ran, Gail King, who, you know, is friends with Joe Biden and Jill Biden... Uh, All part of the club. Low-key body-slammed Joe Biden. Ooh, roll that. The problem is most people don't know that it's their time to go. That's right. Have you ever tried to take keys away from an older relative? Uh, I mean, they're clutching them. They have the death grip on it. So they don't don't understand when the time has come. I like the term limits. I I like term limits more than age. Yeah. Because I think after you've been in the job for X amount of years, certainly in politics, I think that it... You need a fresher perspective, a, a newer point of view, I think. Well, I wonder if she's going to get a stern talking well, to. I'm telling you, Gail, I can't believe you're making fun of a guy with a stutter. Okay? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm probably the only one amongst the three of us that's irritated by what I just heard. Like, really irritated. It's like, well, it's hard to take the keys away from Grandpa. You helped put him there. Yeah, By true. lying to people every single freaking day. You should look in the mirror and be disgusted with yourself, Gail. Yeah, and if I take the keys away from Grandpa, I'm afraid of him getting into the inside his Prius and driving to the post office, not running the country. Right. Well, yes. Yes. But, I mean, she <laughs> just gave him the keys to a brand new sports car. Right, exactly. She helped it. And now, well, it's going to be hard. Take those keys away from him, the sports car I bought for him. Golly, unbelievable. You know what I almost forgot about until my brother told me last night? NFL kicks off tonight. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I saw this story. A record number of people in the United States plan on betting at least on a game this season. And I... Certainly thought of this show when I saw most of the time it's like a $5 bet amongst friends. Right. I'm like, oh, that happens here all the time. Unlike most places, people pay off their bets. Not so much on this show. It's just a running tab that seems (laughs) to never get paid off. extension. I'm waiting for Joe Biden to forgive it. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking equity. Yes, right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 46.6 million Americans will bet on NFL games in one way or another this season. Wow. So any bets for opening night? Anybody want any action? You got the Bills at the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, Both that, good teams. That should be a pretty entertaining game, but I'll take the Rams. Do you want the Bills? I'll take get, the Bills. Okay, five? We going five on it? Sure, why not? All right. All right. That always makes it fun. All right. I'll put that on the tally. We have a mutual friend of ours who gambles a lot on football. Well, yes. He's dropping some big dough tonight on it. How much dough are you talking about? Oh, a couple of hundy, anyway. Well, okay. Better be careful. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Long COVID. Who's most likely to have it? Get to that and much more. Coming up right here. Big Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, we've seen this in the polling uh, in the last year or so. More Hispanics are voting Republican than ever before. Oh, yeah. You know, and we've talked about a number of reasons why. Well, faith is one of them. That is one. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you want law and order. I mean, it's a whole list, mm-hmm. right? Well, there's a poll done from MSNBC viewers and CNN viewers. And you know why they think that Hispanics have started to vote Republican? Why is that? Disinformation. Ah, from the people more likely to say that men can get pregnant. That is correct, sir. They're worried about those Hispanics getting misinformation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So 57% of MSNBC viewers said, yep, it's the spread of disinformation that causes Hispanics to vote conservative. 54% of CNN viewers came to the same conclusion. Then you have 16% of the MSNBC viewers and almost 20% of the CNN viewers saying, well, Hispanics have internalized racism. Oh, my gosh. And a desire to fit into white society. That's why they're voting Republican. (laughs) See, it's that that these people don't have a good heart and want to do the right thing. They just don't know how to do it. Isn't that the liberal talking point? Yeah, that's right. Isn't that kind of it from, like, Joe Biden and the rest? Bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want. They don't know quite what to do. They don't know how to get this information. So they're they're duped. They're dumb people, yeah. and they need us to tell them how to vote. It really, it really is funny because when you look at the demographics of who watches CNN and MSNBC, it does tend to be liberal, educated, white women that are yep. well off. Yes. And so, yeah, they, they think, well, these dumb Hispanics or whatever, they've, they, mm-hmm. well, I'm sorry, they don't, they don't think of it in that way, but that's the basic result. They think Hispanics are dumb. They also think black people are dumb and helpless. Yes. Some of the most racist people out there are the people who want everyone else to, quote, unquote, do the work, right? They right. don't, they, they, they actually think of, of many minority groups as stupid and helpless. And that's why they are falling victim to disinformation. And, oh, they've got internalized racism. And that's why they don't see the world we do, the way we do. Right. It's unbelievable. That's why that clip of Biden is so hilarious to me, because he outed basically all liberals at the same time. Because that's how they really think. They just don't know what to do. We need to help them, see? And whatever means, words, record players. Make sure yes. you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Yeah, you people. It's hilarious to me. Meanwhile, um, who's most likely to get long COVID? Oh, yeah, you've heard a little bit about this. Uh, long COVID, people who have symptoms after getting the coronavirus for weeks, if not months. Mm-hmm. You know, the fatigue. Well, new, new research out of Harvard uh, suggests it, it tends to affect the people who are already really freaked out by coronavirus I was just gonna before say they that. got it. Yep. It's, not that, it's not that the concept of a longer struggle with the coronavirus when you've recovered is totally false, but there is a pretty big psychosomatic element to how long you feel the effects of the coronavirus. Okay. So if you were freaked out from the get-go, yeah. and then you got it, the chances are long COVID is going to affect you more. You're way more likely. Else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. The placebo effect. Totally. You know, man, and this didn't get very much attention, only for a few days. You think about what we learned this year when you're talking about placebos and as far as Everything that we learn about antidepressants, that there's no real research that will back up the whole premise. 
That's not to say antidepressants haven't helped people. It has. But you cannot find the proof in it. And sometimes you wonder if it's a placebo effect. That story could have been massive, yeah. and it just sort of flew under the radar. Yeah. No well, big deal. The- and what we heard about Alzheimer's studies, that people have been duped for 15 years. Yeah. And with, On a false premise. Right. And with, with the antidepressant thing, the thing that they can't prove is that there's a chemical imbalance in the brain, which is yes. certainly a, a big deal. I don't know if anybody was saying it was a placebo effect, but they're saying that the premise of a chemical imbalance is not something that they can prove one way or the other. Yes. I'm sorry. Without clarifying that, I appreciate it. The placebo effect worked with a lot of people that right. thought they were taking antidepressants. Gotcha. Yeah. That was part of that study. And then with the Alzheimer's, if you remember that part of that story, it was imaging that was fudged. Yeah. It was not true. And so all of this money that's gone into research on Alzheimer's based on this premise, it turned out to not be true. So it was this money that was wasted trying to think, okay, we need to know how this happens, possibly find a cure, that sort of thing, and it's just money down the toilet. And people wonder why. Why don't we trust these institutions anymore? Hmm. Because we're finding out what it's all really about. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Biggest story today, though, is what, David? Uh, to me, honestly, we just, we're going to have to pivot here a little bit. The biggest story of the day is that the mayor of D.C. is a xenophobic bigot. What? Who no. has now declared a public emergency because of migrants showing up in D.C. from Texas. Holy smoke. <laughs> I've never I mean, seen somebody windmill dunk on themselves. This is incredible. You think about what Texas and Arizona have done by sending the buses to sanctuary cities. And you can say, well, it's plain politics. No, no. You said you want to be welcoming to people. You got exactly what you wanted. All right. I can't wait to hear this story and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Breaking news, David Van Camp. Yeah, the Queen of England has died. Oh. So earlier you had said, hey, man, they're going full coverage BBC. That tells yeah. you something. Yeah, so, someone knew. You know, this this is it. So a lot of the family trying to get there. Yeah. One of those situations. Yeah. And yes, as mentioned earlier, Meghan Markle not joining royal family. No. Probably probably for the best. Yes. Got a couple of podcasts to do. <laughs> but you'll have to be there for the funeral. No, well, maybe. You know. What are you saying? One of the family is going to say, no, you're not coming. Well, even if they we're going to have a dust she, up. She would like this? that for that to happen because that would create a controversy which would sell tickets. Yeah. Oh goodness! Her next podcast. She loves that stuff. Yeah. Her next podcast is going to be all about how the queen was racist or something. Exactly. It is. You bet. Oh gosh. Okay. We'll be updating on this story. Six. Yes. Wow. Okay. 
You had another update, David. This was on the mayor of Washington, D.C. Yeah, the mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, has declared a public emergency because of the migrants that have been busted in from Texas and Arizona. (laughs) Wow, man. So so the emergency order lasts for 15 days. Uh, She's allocating, what, $10 million to set up the Office of Migrant Services. Obviously, and and she wants this to be, I guess, a permanent thing. Uh, And so she's going to be seeking reimbursement from the federal government in order to do that. This is going to be a scam, isn't it? I mean, you never never waste an opportunity. But, you know, whatever you think about Governor Abbott sending migrants to D.C., uh, this is a temporary problem for Washington, D.C. This isn't a permanent problem like it is in Texas, like it is in Arizona. I don't know, man. The more people keep coming across, they may just keep right. sending bus after bus after bus. Yeah. And you you wouldn't blame them for doing that. Yeah, and, and remember when Donald Trump was declaring a national emergency at the border and how that was supposed to be this big racist thing, right? Yes. Well, I guess then uh, Muriel Bowser is a xenophobic bigot. Yes, one could say that if you're playing by the same it's, rules. It's not an emergency when people are coming asking for help, Mayor. The thing is, and we've heard it from Bowser and from the mayor of New York City and from Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, all about them being sanctuary cities and they're very welcoming to illegal immigrants. And we should want people to come here for opportunity. And they're trying to escape this terrible situation, right? And again, I think when you're talking about actual families, kids, people have a different opinion on that. When you see a lot of little kids at the border, you're like, gosh, man, you feel bad because no one wants to see a kid in that type of situation. You know, a mom doing whatever they can for their little kid. But when it's single dude after single dude after single dude, which is what we see most of the time. Like, hey, this isn't what's being sold by legacy media there. We don't know who these people are. We know that people have come from all over the world. It's not just from Mexico right? or Guatemala. It's all over the world. We don't know who the people are. And they just come well, right in. coming that way because it's easy entry, man. Well, sure. Yeah. And then we have this fentanyl problem. It's killing thousands of people all the time. What is it? Once every four minutes, someone else dies of a fentanyl overdose? Yeah. Some crazy number like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you want to secure the border. They refuse to do it, talking about the left and the administration. They will not do it. It's a problem that they want to have. And now it's not just on their doorstep. It's right in their city. To your point, David, a little xenophobic. Mm -hmm. Calling it an emergency? Statue of Liberty is weeping right now. Yeah. Every time that said, Scott, you go bug just, nuts crazy. Oh, well, it's just. I, she's weeping. She's weeping. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Projection people. Well, thank you for that update. Mm-hmm. Muriel Bowser. Oh, I just saw this too, talking about fentanyl. A sheriff in, in Idaho said, We're truly under siege. We've got deadly rainbow fentanyl, it's targeting our kids. He's not the only one. I mean, this is all across the country. The warnings have gone out. Yeah. I mean, even from the federal government, hey, by the way, be on the lookout for this, and specifically the rainbow fentanyl. 
and all that. You think about the number of people this kills every single year. And whenever there is a spree shooting, whether it's at a school, whether it's in a mall, things like that, we always have the national conversation on guns. Oh, yeah. Because according to the media and according to some Democratic lawmakers, every legal gun owner is is fine with what happened in Uvalde, which is just ridiculous. And as tragic as those situations are, and I think you can absolutely have an honest and uh, tough conversation about how to prevent tragedies like that. Look at the carnage that's happening with fentanyl, much of which is coming across the southern border right now, and how many millions of people this is affecting on a yearly basis. When it's the number one killer of, of people ages 18 to 49, mm-hmm. not a single town hall on CNN about that. No one's doing a special, uh, you know, no, one, no one's doing weekly updates on this. Nobody's talking about it. No. It's really you do, sad. You, you sound, you, I understand you probably sound crazy to some people when you say this is all part of what people in power want, especially on the left. It's having a huge amount of people come into the country because then it's a voting block. Who cares if a bunch of people die from drugs? That's okay because our end goal is in mind. That's why they don't care. And with guns, it's about taking the power away from people to yeah. protect themselves. It's, it's not about gun deaths. If that's what it was about, you would be spending the money to go into big cities and find people who illegally possess firearms and put them in jail. They won't do it because it's really not about guns. It's more about power. And it's true, man. When you look through it through that lens, then it starts to make sense because nothing else makes common sense of the way we go about fixing problems because the people in power don't want to fix the problems. Well, they created it. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, it was their creation. No, yes. They don't want to snuff it out now. Absolutely. Okay. Now Hillary Clinton in the news? Yeah, oh, she geez. was on The View yesterday. <laughs> of course she was. Um, and you know what she wants to do? She wants everyone on all sides to tone down their language, okay? <laughs> all right? Yeah, I heard she's never running for president again. Yeah. But she just can't get away from the spotlight. No. Okay, roll it. Let's get through this together. You know, look, fascism is a very big word. I know right. that. But so is socialism, and the Republicans call every Democrat who wants people to have health care a socialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we do need to be careful with our language. Oh, goodness. But, I'm tired of her lecturing me. But here, here's the difference. Shut up. Here's the difference, though. There's no Republican who is running as something like a Democratic fascist or whatever. There are actual avowed socialists running the country. There are actually people like Bernie Sanders, who's part of the what Senate uh, uh, Budget Committee. Yes. Who is a socialist. There was just a lawmaker in New York who won her election. It was a state race who actually said on, on election night, this proves that socialism can win. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talks about socialism. I mean, dude, there are actually literally socialists in the United States Congress right now and in multiple state legislatures, so it's not the same. There is no Republican saying, well, I'm, uh, I'm running as a fascist. Oh, I'm sorry, it's a Democratic fascist. So it's not really <laughs> fascism, okay? Right. Oh, that's a great point. Really good. Yes. It was, so like, you know. Thank you, AOC. 
Oh, you know, she is claiming Americans now, switching gears here to AOC. Americans hate women, especially women of color. Oh, mm. God, I hear this same tired <laughs> song and dance. Man, come up with some new material. Wow. Well, you had part of this on the trifecta yesterday, this interview with GQ magazine. Oh, yeah. It, and she said she could never be elected president because so many Americans hate women and just would never let that happen. What are you talking about? You wouldn't be elected president. No. Another woman would. Absolutely. Well, yeah. That's the way it's always been. You know, you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. It's because you hated women. No, it's because I didn't like her. I don't hate women. There were a lot of independent women that didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, and it wasn't because was she was a woman. A lot of uh, women who did, independent or otherwise, that no. didn't vote for Well, her. remember what Hillary Clinton said about those women, right? Yeah. They, they were pressured into voting for Donald Trump because their husbands made them. Yeah. Right. She actually said that. Right. That's well, right. they had a stern talking to once they brought him a beer when they got home from work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. It is, man. You think about that. At, earlier in the hour when we were talking about, uh, you know, the elites on the left first think Hispanics and blacks can't think for themselves. We have to help them along. And also, you women that don't see things our way. Mm -hmm. It's just because you're being railroaded by your man. And you're just suppressed. We need to help you out of that. Man, when people say white liberals are the worst enemy of the country, they have a great point. There is a lot to back that theory up. There's a guy, and I'll, I'll bring it back probably for the three, but there's a guy who wrote a column saying he can't understand why any woman in America would vote for a Republican. And I'm thinking to myself, you jackass. Because they want their kids to be safe? Because right, they, want they want to be able to have, good to have education? food they can put on the table? They want to be able yes. What are you talking? Of course, everything's about abortion with these people, right? Oh, yeah. Everything is. Yes. Uh, let's see. She went on to say, and people, they hate women of color. People mm -hmm. ask me questions about the future, and realistically, I can't tell you if I'm going to be alive in September. Yeah, I know. She did this a few months ago. Right. She made it through at least the early part of September. That's good. Yeah. What are you talking about? Sure. And realistically, I can't even tell you if I'll be alive. And it weighs on me heavily. But misogyny transcends political ideology, left, right, center. <sighs> I got a way you can unchain yourself. Stop being a politician. Go back to being a barista. Goodness gracious. Hate women and women of color. Okay. Yeah. If AOC was a dude, she would never be where she's at right now. Especially if she was a paunchy dude. She wouldn't. No one would pay attention. Because if you look at the body of work of things that she said over time, it's laughable. There's no one that would take her serious. Awesome. But it's because she can wear the fashion and she fits a particular role that the left and left media loves. I mean, that's part of it for her. And who are you to call yourself a woman anyway? Oh, that's right. True. I didn't realize. You know, that's a good point. Thank you, Scott. Scott, I mean, yeah. I didn't realize Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was a biologist. No, apparently she is, David. Huh. Weird. Yeah. By the way, speaking of women, because, you know, only women can get pregnant. I'm just going to go out and say it. Well, <laughs> boy, you're really going on a ledge there, aren't you? Well, 25% of Democrats think men can get pregnant. Jeez. Learned that yesterday.
Now, did you hear this story about the mom that gave birth to twins with different dads? Well, that's a trick. Well, if you have sex with two dudes on the same day, it's possible. One goes left, one goes right. <laughs> I'll see. We'll, we'll get to that story. Okay. And Big Tech accidentally gives Republican voters data to Democrats. You don't say. We'll get to both of those stories coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, this really gets under my skin here, okay? So the White House press briefing is going on. Peter Deuce from Fox News is asking about the American economy, about things that really matter to the American people, and trying to get some answers out of the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, specifically about inflation and how exactly they think the Inflation Reduction Act is going to do anything. Well, then the dorks in the White House press briefing room interrupted her and said, the Queen of England died. I get that that's a big global story, that the Queen of England died. It's not surprising. She was in her 90s. She had been in failing health. Not exactly a huge shock. And I, Let me get this straight. She's answer, trying to answer a question, and then she's interrupted? They get, yeah, they bailed her out. Listen to this. Okay. A majority of Americans now say that price increases are causing them financial hardship. That is more than at the start of the year. So where's the inflation reduction for everything else? So here's the thing. The Inflation Reduction Act. Okay. All right. Well, um, okay. So that's been confirmed. Okay, the royal family. No, it's just a um, rumor, Kareem. So, as I said to earlier, um, you know, our hearts and our thoughts uh, go to uh, the family members. Uh, okay, look, it goes on for 45 more seconds there. I'm not going to torture you with this. Not right you. now, at least. We can get into it a little bit later. But I'm sorry. I mean, I... Whatever. If you're if you're a fan of the royal family, then I, I I guess you're affected by this news. But the bigger question, dorks in the White House, is about America and America's economy, not about this 96 year old Queen of England. Listen, man. Full disclosure. I told you guys off air. Listen, I know. I understand it's a big global story. I'll do whatever you want. Me personally, I don't want to see anybody die, but it's not going to affect my life at all. We can talk about what, you know, the angles around that story. But, yeah, it's not surprising. And we live in the United States. Okay. Well, no, I don't think anybody's going to say, well, you never know, you know, so young. No. Right. I mean, it's not a shock. No. It is not. I mean, not that we shouldn't mention it. You mentioned no, it. No, of but course. Yeah. As she is the White House press secretary answering a question. But and she, as you said, David, the queen is dead. The queen yeah. died. <sighs> they are. They're hacks. They're well, absolute freaking hacks. Dude, she saw an exit ramp and took it. Oh, yeah. And then don't that, blame her. That was the end of the briefing. Over. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll have to get to the mom giving birth to twins with different dads at a different time with, <laughs> along with big tech just accidentally giving republican voting data to democrats are you ready jamie
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, go wherever you want to go. I know you're, uh, well, you have strong opinions about the Queen. Well, the passing of the Queen. Not not really, other than, uh, I, I just, I thought it was a little annoying that uh, while there was a question being asked in the White House press briefing room about the economy and about how people's lives in America are going, the dorks in the White House press corps interrupted and we're just like the, the, the queen died couldn't even let her finish that before you know interrupting and trying to get a statement out of the white house about the queen of england passing away that's it yeah. that's annoying i'm sure the coverage from legacy media is going to be huge oh sure you know it's a big story globally it'll be all over tonight yeah and it, it you know i don't want to give the wrong impression like oh man it's a happy day for us no yeah. i i don't want to i I've never understood the fascination with the Royals. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about it many times. You know, it's here's a marriage. There's going to be a Royal baby mm-hmm. and people freak out. And I, I, I'm always like, I don't understand it. The fascination, but it's there. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's uh, definitely there. I yeah. mean, the sad news is that Epstein's killer will never face justice now. Holy mackerel. You're saying Queen Elizabeth II is the one that had Epstein killed? Oh, you know she had a hand in that. Come on. Holy smokes. <laughs> man, I always thought it was Hillary. I never even no, thought man. about Dude, I, the queen. I said that from the beginning. That No, it's probably not Hillary Clinton. It's probably the royal family because oh, yes, there was I the whole Prince Andrew that. thing because Prince Andrew was a customer of Jeffrey Epstein. That's right. And remember there was that embarrassing interview with the BBC where he was asked about one of the oh, accusers, the, the, the and he's like, "Well, I, yeah. I, I couldn't have been me because I, I, I at the time, it's very, very, very peculiar the, the malady. I, I, you see, <laughs> ha, hmm, I, I couldn't, I couldn't actually sweat at the time. Please, that was an all timer. Yeah, you know well, they had that dude whacked. Come on. I guess when you used to say that, I was think it was like Prince Andrew that knew people, not Queen Elizabeth oh, no. getting on the Prince phone. Prince Andrew doesn't know anybody. No, remember because Queen Elizabeth canceled his birthday party. Yes, Prince Sister Andrew's birthday party. To. Yes, and then like took him out of whatever royal duties he was supposed to do because it was an embarrassment to the family. But he is still part yes. of the family. Right. He took the patio lanterns down today from the trailer, and he's getting ready to move back in. <laughs> <laughs> He was living out back. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, they did kick him out, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, you, you, he was kicked out. Out. It, you know, he he might be the Fredo of the royal family, but exactly. I mean, come on, they yeah. are still right. they're they're going to go take care of any problems for Fredo. Wow. And you know that dude. Or you know that the queen had that dude killed. Come on. I don't know that actually, know but that this either, is fascinating. Wow, it is. Yeah. And now all I can think about is him with that answer about the sweating. <laughs> Because it was one of the worst attempts at lying I've ever heard. It was like every internal part of his being was saying, you can't lie like this. Well, I mean, the, but the, he was trying to still get it out. And it was like there was a reflex in him that said, right. you can't lie this much. And it was an internal struggle. But the claim was he was with one of Epstein's paramours, right? And it was seen with she her underage, underage girl. Yes. And, yeah. 
but they were dancing. Oh, now we just got to play the clip. Well, just now you play got it. To. Yes, yeah. go ahead. She was very specific about that night. Mm. She described dancing with you no. and you profusely sweating, <laughs> and that she went on to have bath, there's a, there's possibly. A, there's a slight problem with, 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 with the sweating um, because uh, I, I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat. Um, or I didn't sweat at the time, and that was oh, was she? Yes, I didn't sweat at the time because <laughs> he couldn't even keep that straight. Like, wait, how old was she? Yeah. And, uh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. that was the time. <laughs> I couldn't sweat. I, I, I um, ha had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when I was shot at, uh, and I simply it, it was it was it was almost impossible for me to to, to sweat. And it's only because I have done a number of things in the recent past that I'm starting to be able to do that again. So right. I'm afraid to say <laughs> oh, that, that, yeah. that, that there's a medical condition that says that I didn't do it, so therefore... Yeah, therefore, I mean, I'm cleared. you telling me that the late Queen of England wouldn't try to clean up for that? That is one of the top three worst lies ever told by anyone. He created a malady. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, be, guy, this is rivals young Jamie Markley telling his dad he was chewing beer-flavored gum. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. Me and Joe can have a laugh about that now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it is right up there. <laughs> yeah. And the way I... Uh, I uh, um, because uh, I, I uh, have a... Well, peculiar medical condition which is that i don't sweat <laughs> and that and that wow. exact that was the exact moment when queen elizabeth ordered the hit on jeffrey epstein oh gosh you think he's going to be deposed he won't stand up to a deposition we just have to kill him <laughs> oh goodness oh, okay man what else is going on today oh. <laughs> You know that time I went skydiving in July of 93? Yeah. It was an adrenaline rush unlike I'd ever felt. Uh -huh. And it was a hot summer, but all through August and the rest of July, I didn't sweat at all. How about that, huh? <laughs> it's a crazy. Yeah. But as time went on, condition. then you developed more sweating. Yeah, Your then, sweat yeah. glands returned to normal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But after that, wow, that is one of the worst I've ever heard. It is. It's okay. terrible. Um, I don't know if you heard this story today. Uh, Prime Minister of England? You know, they banned fracking back in 2019. you got to yeah. go green. Can't have fracking. Yeah. The ban on fracking has been lifted. Good. You know, it's, it's so good High to time. see somebody in the Western world finally recognize that you got to do this stuff if you don't want to kill half your population. Yes. Liz Trust, the prime minister, yes. said it's vital that we take steps to increase our domestic energy supply. We'll end the moratorium on extracting our huge reserves of shale, which could get gas flowing as soon as six months where there is local support for it. Yeah. We have enough in the United States. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe this stat. To give us enough energy and all of Europe for 100 years. But we won't do it. But there you go. There's an update there. There are going to be some workers sweating over there. I guarantee <laughs> Yeah, it. there will be, yeah. Better believe it that. Hey, you have an update on the Pennsylvania Senate race. Yeah, the Republican in this race is uh, is Dr. Oz, and the Democrat is John Fetterman. John Fetterman is a socialist who uh, is the current lieutenant governor. 
uh, running for the United States Senate. He had a massive stroke a few year, or a few months ago, and he can't really speak. He can't really put a lot of words together in order. And we've heard that demonstrated as, as he's been slowly making his way back out onto the campaign trail. Yep. You know, again, not to mock him, it's almost uncomfortable to hear it. It is. Because it's, it's tough to watch. Yeah, and, and he has problems with loud noises and uh, bright lights. That's according to his own campaign. He gets startled easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's been this back and forth about whether or not he will do a debate. Dr. Oz is saying, hey, we need to do a debate. We at, we at least owe the voters one debate, right? Sure. If not two or three. Yes. Um, so in an interview with Politico, uh, he said, we are absolutely going to debate Dr. Oz, and that was really always our intent to do that. It was just simply only, this. I'm just quoting here, it was just simply only ever been about addressing some of the lingering issues of the stroke the auditory processing, and we're going to be able to work that out. So he wants to debate Oz in mid-October. Okay. We'll see it when it happens. Yeah, I I don't think he will, and they'll probably wait until, I don't know, the end of October if they do it at all, because by then, you know, Democrats are most, most likely to vote by mail, and so get those ballots in, and then we'll debate. Wow. Right. You know, one of the things Fetterman talks about a lot when he gets it out is the union way of life like he comes from the working class with his hoodie and his tats right Mm -hmm. did you see this report that pro-union states lost a million jobs to right to work states since the start of the pandemic right to work states have added 1.3 million jobs well yeah you got choices on where you can locate your business well yeah Mm -hmm. and that's been a lot of it People are moving out of red states companies because it just makes more business sense. I don't know if anybody's surprised by that. If they are, they shouldn't be. Um, oh, clean up a couple stories real quick that we mentioned earlier. Um, well, one, David, what is the deal with the information from Republican voters oh, yeah. ending up in Democrats' hands? So there's the social media giant, Snap. That it just so happens they accidentally allowed a bunch of information from millions of users that had been uh, cultivated by a Republican Party-aligned group. And that, that data, which is very valuable right now, uh, just happened to be able to be accessed by, well, Democrats. Weird how it works that way, right? Yeah. So, so, so what this is, I mean, information and data is, is just, that's the name of the game in 2022. Um, you, you get profiles of what people like, what people's habits are, and then you are able to figure out how to get your candidate or your issue uh, in front of these people on social media. That's, that's the name of the game. That's what they want to do. And, but that information is very closely guarded because it's, it's valuable. You took the time to harvest all that information. You, you sp- spent the money. You did the research, all of that. Well, they gave... They say accidentally they gave Democratic Party aligned groups access to that information that had been cultivated by a conservative group that was working on the platform just on accident. And they used it. And the thing is, the Democratic Party used it. Wow. As Scott Robbins once said, what do I care as long as it's ads that I want to see? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I did say this that. Stuff. Yeah. 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 You weren't alone in that, by the way. 
Yeah, it's not junk mail if you like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and real quick, the mom that gave birth to twins with different dads. How is that possible? Well, sex with two guys in the same day. In the same day? Yes. 19-year-old Brazilian woman. Same day? Yes. Hmm. What, you have commentary you want to offer? No, I got nothing on that. Hmm. I'm lucky the same year. <laughs> <laughs> it was something. Um, well, she suspected that, okay, she knew it was, thought it was one guy, but wasn't sure. And so DNA test, but it only turned up for one of the kids. And as she was quoted in the story of saying, I remembered that I had sex with another man and called him to take the test, which was positive. I was surprised by the results. I didn't know this could happen. They are very similar, talking about the kids. And so in the story, it was in the New York Post, that this happened a few years back in the United States, the Jersey dude, and there was a lawsuit, and he ended up only having to pay child support for one of the two twins because he only fathered one of them. Holy smokes. You think your family's got issues, so I bring it up. Imagine being that other child. I know. It's, that's bad, man. Nick Cannon didn't even do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's got 27 kids. 26 women, yeah. I don't know. Well, they still don't know who the other father is for that one twin. Oh, boy. Anything possible, I guess. At least it wasn't triplets. Okay. <laughs> News update straight ahead. I'm done. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, one story that's still out there is education and what is being taught to kids. And people have said for a while, you wouldn't believe what's taught in your school district. You might be really surprised, and that could be critical race theory. It could be some sort of trans agenda. And a lot of people figured this out during the pandemic. And so Project Veritas, James O'Keefe's group, they go undercover, a lot of times set up, it's almost like a date with a school yeah. official, and they start spilling the beans. Yeah, it's the old honeypot. Yes. And so one of the latest was this dude named Todd Soper, who is an assistant principal at a charter school in New York City, saying, basically, we don't hire conservatives. Just don't do it because we want, you know, the kids taught a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so you'll hear this conversation. The thing about this dude, he sounds like a teenage girl because every sentence seems to end as a question. Yes. Okay. So go ahead and roll. What would you do that as a principal if you knew there was a conservative applying? Would you hire such a person? Yeah. We have very specific questions and like ultimately like our diversity, equity, and inclusion question, like our DEI question is like it's very telling if somebody has like done a lot of work within themselves, within the profession. Uh, If they've done the work. Of course. See, as far as working on their 
Well, a lot of times white supremacy. Sure. Okay. Um, but even conservative, like even well, and it comes out like if people don't answer the, that question right, yeah. they're just an automatic not. Like what? Right. Give me an example of not answering that question. Like what? What are the words? They you? say that like diversity is about. If they say something that lends itself to be colorblind, yeah, which could happen. Like oh, it's like you know, like everyone is equal, like those things that are. Just if every everyone's equal, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay. I don't see color. Then we know they haven't done the work, so we won't hire them. Got it. What the? Well-intentioned statements, but they're missing the depth of understanding yeah. of how the intersections of our identity um, live out in the yes. world. It's like that person. Yeah. Yeah. He finally broke Van Camp with that one <laughs> line. Let me play the line again that broke David. <laughs> Well-intentioned statements, but they're missing the depth of understanding. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to take advice from a dude who, sound, who talks like a 13-year-old Instagram influencer. Okay, I agree. Right. I no. Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and and admit something, as far as our hiring practices. If we ever interviewed a dude and he sounded like that, they would not get hired. Oh, no, they would, so we could make fun of him Oh, that's on the point. air. It would be a hostile work environment. There's no question about that. Can you imagine Robbins dealing with that? <laughs> would you stop? Well, just talking to the guy. I feel like you're being very negative towards me, Scott. Right. I really don't follow sports. Well, and... Really? <laughs> <laughs> They're saying from this latest Project Veritas project, you're going to have a lot of lawsuits from people that either didn't get hired because they answered it wrong or people that got fired. Unbelievable. Because of the wrong beliefs. Yeah. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. I just it, it's incredible. I, I absolutely hate the got to do the work stuff. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Big story of the day, David. The Queen of England has passed away, very shockingly, yes. at the age of 96. Yes. Yeah. So we got that going on. Um, also, uh, one of the bigger stories out there today is that the <laughs> City Council of Washington, D.C. is whining because the mean governor of Texas and the mean governor of Arizona has basically turned us into a border town. Oh, gosh. So they're declaring a uh, public emergency that'll last for a couple weeks while they set up a new office. You wanted this. You did. You said it. We would welcome people. Those xenophobic people in Texas and Arizona. All right. We'll get to that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories of the day. Straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, another twist and turn in the story of the murder of a uh, investigative journalist in Las Vegas. We, we were talking about it a little bit yesterday because it is a wild story. Jeff uh, Gehrman uh, was an investigative journalist with the paper, and uh, he was stabbed to death. 
outside of his home during an altercation. So the cops yesterday raided the home of a what the the public administrator, the county public administrator Robert Tellis, because his vehicle matched the description of a vehicle that was spotted on surveillance footage near the victim's house. Well, he he's been arrested. Yeah. Uh, wow. They say they found DNA evidence at the scene that point to him. So the uh, I guess everybody at the office is working from home and where the connection is here uh that's part of the story by the way, but um part of the story here is that he he lost a primary battle as a result of some of the or in part as a result of the reporting of Jeff Gehrman, who had talked about uh, problems within the office that he held. Okay. So is the thought that he went there to kill the guy, that he went there, there was some sort of altercation and it got out of hand, or is it something deeper than that? Don't know. Well, apparently he hurt himself, uh, Mr. Tellis did, Rob Tellis did, while the cops were trying to arrest him. So I don't know if that was an attempted Mm. suicide or, like, you're not going to take me alive kind of thing. I don't know. But the injuries apparently were not life-threatening. Okay. Wow, that is a wild story. The video is wild. You see him walking up the street, you know. Yeah. Well, a small update from Memphis where that shooting, well, it was multiple shootings yesterday. It's a shooting spree. The Memphis mayor, Strickland, said the problem is this judicial system will not punish. They won't punish people because this was another guy that should have been in jail. That's happening all over the place. So bizarro world. It really is. It's so strange that you got a guy that was sentenced to how many years and he's out in 11 months? I mean... Yeah, it happens time Violent, and time again. Hell of a, I mean, just well, that guy that's running for Senate in Pennsylvania, Fetterman, he wanted to let out like a third, a third of people of, yeah, that had yeah. life sentences. Yeah, it's insanity. How do you vote for this guy? I mean, how do you keep voting for these people? It doesn't make what any sense. What is wrong with you? I have no idea. Gosh, dang! You get the feeling that there are people that vote for these people that don't know that part. Of their agenda. Because whenever people are polled, they want people in jail longer for violent crime. Well, it's always it's always churched up as restorative justice and things I like know, that. Right. And you don't, yeah. and nobody ever asks the question, what does that really mean? Right. That is so true. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, I guess we're ready for your trifecta. Your yeah, top sure. three of the let's day. Go. There's let's so much it. stuff breaking. Yeah, we don't want to forget that. Are you ready? One, two, it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins, Dr. Choice today, every day at this time, always helped by this hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. Oh, buddy. Okay, he's ready? I'm ready. Okay. Good three. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Vice President Kamala Harris made a claim about her teenage activism, Scott. Okay. <laughs> Another Kamala Harris antidote meant to prove that she's a bona fide liberal activist even when she was a kid and teenage years. 
But the story was immediately debunked. It was debunked by people who are like, wait a minute. They found a calendar and a Google search, and by golly, they debunked it. The farm workers movement, she said, was very much a part of my childhood. This sounds quaint, and I'm so reluctant to even say it. But, you know, I didn't even eat a grape until I was in my 20s. Never ate a grape until she was in her 20s. Right. Freedom. <laughs> exactly. Like, I literally never had a grape. I remember the first time I had a grape. I went, wow, this is tasty. It was absolutely ingrained so deeply in me, never cross a picket line. David, you never heard this story? No. Oh, wait. Yeah, this is good. Well, she was referring to the grape uh, boycott that was implemented by union activists, of course, over labor protests. But the dates for the boycott don't line up with the vice president's statement. <laughs> New York Post put uh, a piece together. The grape boycotts were organized by the United Farm Workers. They went from 1984 until 2000. Now, had Harris eaten a grape at any time during her 20s, she would have broken the boycott, not observed the boycott. <laughs> Oops. Well, she was listening to Snoop Dogg at that time. Right. <laughs> yes. Because oh that was the other lie And celebrating Kwanzaa every year of her childhood. Although Kwanzaa didn't really start at that, at that time. Mm -hmm. It's only been what... Uh, it would have been two years, I guess. Yeah. I just broke news. <laughs> <laughs> She's really something, man. You got to go to grape eating, and that's uh, to prove your cred as a uh, labor activist. Yeah. In, okay. In fairness, yeah. I mean, the grape eating is kind of how her. I'm not going to finish that joke. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going. <laughs> Take over, Casey. We're getting closer I, and closer to number one. I two. just now got that. <laughs> two. Two, two. <laughs> that yes, there two. are <laughs> two great. Yes, go well, ahead. All right, yeah. Ask Willie Brown. All right, uh, <laughs> Portland <Two>. three. <laughs> no, they're not three. They're Most two, of the time. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, uh, Portland residents who have disabilities uh, are suing now because of homeless camps on the sidewalks. Yeah, ten Portland residents with disabilities sued the city following homeless encampments to block sidewalks and walkways. The lawsuit says the city of Portland violated the Americans with Disabilities Act, failing to remove tents from public walkways. We can't get around. The residents requested Portland remove the encampments from the sidewalks and provide shelter if you were forced to leave. They stated in the lawsuit that the tents and personal items prevent people from disabilities from accessing public transportation, well, yeah. restaurants, stores... The Oregonian reported that 10 residents are either caretakers of someone with mobility disabilities or have mobile mobility disabilities themselves. They require the use of electric scooters, wheelchairs, walkers, walking sticks. 13% of Portland residents have disabilities. So they're saying, hey, man, can't get the electric wheelchair down the ramp if somebody's got a tent on it. Well, what does the mayor say? Good luck to you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we'll see. Probably. I'll see you in court. Oh, Todd Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> so you saying Todd Whalen or Ted Wheeler? Ted Wheeler. Or whatever. I yeah, yeah that guy. Yes. Uh, okay. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three stories of the day. Up to one. Yeah. Uh, there's still this feud going on between uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom decided he was going to try to uh, pick a fight with Ron DeSantis, and he is really just not up to the task. Especially well, remember, he is. Yeah. yeah. 
Go ahead. Remember, he was inviting, uh, uh, you know, California or Florida Floridians to move to California. Yeah, they're a free state. Come on over here. Get a tyrannical maniac that runs your state. Get out from under the thumb of that guy. Well, DeSantis has had enough. So he chirped back. He said, hey, you people that are yapping about Florida from California, they're so worried about Florida, they can't even keep the damn power on in California. Once all the people that want to move to Florida move out of there, then maybe they'll have adequate power. Boom. Hello. (laughs) Gotta love Ron DeSantis, man. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes Casey himself just makes me laugh. And there you have it. He's funny. He's funny. Uh, there you have it. The trifecta. Oh. Scott Robbins' top three stories I'll tell today. you, we ought to do a feature, Grape Stories Every Day. Hmm, buddy. Oh, I did see this. Uh, people were polled. What is the worst trait a boss can have? A from boss? Pe- yes, from people and their working experience. What was the worst trait a boss can have? Being a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's that specific. That didn't make the top ten. Ego. Um... It doesn't come right out and say ego. Do you it, want some examples? Is, is this an officially sanctioned game? It is not. Oh, okay. Good. I can make it into a game if you want a game out of this. Oh. I mean, it is the kickoff of the NFL season tonight. Yeah. If you guys are feeling like you want some sort of game, I can certainly set you up for that. Well, I'll let David make the call. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling competitive here. Okay, yeah. let's do this. Here we go. Well, the current champion's only been the champ for, I don't know, Seven years, it seems. Yeah, I've been playing been a for while. draft choice for months. That is David Van Camp. In the tank, it's me. But the Wiley veteran, Scott Robbins, always up for a good I challenge. suck at this. I'm drawing a blank now after my first guess. Anyway, I'll let David go first. He's the reigning champion. He is the champion. And again, this was poll, the worst traits your boss can have. And we'll play this from the top ten. I've got my pen. David, you're first. Go right ahead. Um, treating different employees differently, like playing favorites, uh, something like that. Um, and I would say yes, that's number three, playing favorites or treating certain employees differently. That is an eight pointer to Scott. Worst trade of yelling at you, just yelling, yelling. Hey, <laughs> yes, uh, that's actually number four. That's a seven pointer. A yeller. So, you, actually, you would make a bad boss. I did. Because <laughs> you yelled at me. Would people. make. We don't even need the hypothetical. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah. It I, is. That's why I'm no it longer was. the boss of anything. <laughs> Back to Van Camp. Uh, uh, they set um, expectations higher than that, higher than they could possibly be achieved. Basically, that from yeah. like people in sales yeah. a lot. Um, and yes, that uh, unrealistic goals is how they they phrased it. That is a six pointer. It's fourteen to seven. This sounds like a football game. Back to Robbins asking you to do something they would not do. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I, that that is acceptable. Yes, that's number seven. Don't lead by example or have the same standards for themselves. Right. Okay. That's a five pointer. So it's fourteen twelve. To David. It's always someone else's fault when things go wrong. You guys are really good at this. Um, yes, that is number six. Mm-hmm. Well played. So a five-pointer there. Okay, I have 19 to 12 on my count. Jeez. 
back to Robbins. Yeah, man. Uh, I hate team building outings. I'll say that. Hmm. Oh, boy, man, you were right in this, and you can't slip against a champion like Van Camp. I'm here to tell you, but pretty lame. David, you could actually close this out if you get one of the top two. Again, worst traits a boss can have. Um, They never listen to advice that anybody else gives them. You know, uh, acceptable. Yes, and that that would be the winner. Number one is they don't listen to you. Which is a 10-pointer, so at 29 to 12, it's the mercy rule. Also on the list, they're unapproachable. They're not organized. They don't encourage people, or they're selfish. Take credit for your work. Worst traits a boss can have, and there you have today's game. Getting you all set up for competition tonight in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay. We still have, uh, oh, another news update to get to. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, well, hold on a second. Is this true? It is true. Dan Rather has lauded Gavin Newsom's handling of an unusual weather event in California. He's lost his mind. Dan Rather? Yes. Was he a hero of yours at one time? Um, I don't Heroes are, nah, probably not a hero. But you held him well, in I, high regard. Well, I did. I mean, a lot of people did. I mean, that was before I knew what kind of a nut he was. <laughs> What year was it when it was all the George W. Bush stuff? Was it before that? Probably before that. And then he kind of regained it by his show on that he runs. They used to have where he interviewed rock stars. Yeah. Because he was so out of his depth. That's what made it fun. Yeah, I saw a couple that I actually enjoyed. But now I can't can't separate it. I know. I know what you mean. I know. I know. I have a hard time with that, too. I get it. Yeah. Such a buffoon. Oh, my gosh. And... We'll see where this all goes. Is there going to be another sanctuary city where Texas and Arizona sends illegal immigrants? And uh, if so, where are you betting it's going to be? So far, we have D.C., New York City, and Chicago. Is there going to be a fourth? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Well, why not? I would guess. I would guess Seattle. Probably not. That or Portland. Probably not going to be uh, anywhere in California. Go Massachusetts. California being a already being a border state. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, Boston would be good. My goodness, man! I mean, you look at the homeless situation in Seattle, Portland. Holy mackerel! You want to do that to the people that just you know suffered all the way through the border to get through, and then you're you're taken there. Well, yeah, you're coming here illegally. I mean, that's why you're coming. But still, wonder where it's going to be next. Not quite sure. But it, it'll be good to see more whining and moaning.
from these sanctuary cities that had always said they would welcome people they in would. until it actually happens. And then they changed their tune. With that, let's get to memory. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News, we start in Spain. 30-year-old woman sent her mother a terrifying video of herself being held hostage. She's blindfolded, someone holding a knife to her throat. She's bleeding from the mouth. Oh, my gosh. She said, I've been kidnapped. I don't know why. Um, but if you say anything to the police, they're going to kill me. You need to send money. Turns out it was all fake, even the blood. Oh, the woman and four accomplices were arrested for trying to extort $50,000 for the woman's mom. This is the thing. And they did pay, by the way. There were three other times this woman has done this to her mother. Grand total of $95,000. They finally arrested her, and that's Nimrod's in the news. Ah.